Hello and welcome to your Wednesday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm Pete Sweeney. We hope you've been enjoying our new program here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, where every other day during the offseason, we will start your morning with that day's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, June 23rd. I'm thinking this has got to be one of the most interesting off-seasons for you as far as how the season ended, losing in the Super Bowl, and then you digest all the media this off-season leading up to, to when we get you now. What has the off-season been like? Man, just extreme focus. You know, uh, you got to digest everything, you know, and be able to come back at, you know, with a clear mindset, going to each year with a clear mindset. Um, you know, basically, you know, it's hard to wash out that, that, that taste of losing the Super Bowl, but, you know, that's why you have the offseason. So you can come back, you know, go recuperate and come back, you know, with a fresh mindset going into training camp. Kansas City Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark was arrested for felony illegal possession of a firearm on Sunday in Los Angeles, as first reported by TMZ. A spokesperson for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department told the Kansas City Star that he was released on Monday afternoon on bond. Alex Spiro, the lawyer representing Clark, said the gun belonged to his bodyguard. It is worth mentioning that Clark was also arrested in March during a traffic stop for another gun charge, making this his second gun-related charge in the past few months. We're still in very much wait-and-see mode when it comes to these incidents involving Clark, but NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy told ESPN the following, We are aware of the matter, which will be reviewed under the NFL's personal conduct policy. We actually discussed this matter in further detail at the top of yesterday's editor show with myself and John Dixon. Yeah, I'm glad that uh, they're they're on my team. Uh, All the different coverages and blitzes and then just the D-line and how they're able to rush and Tyron's like at the line of scrimmage and then he's in the deep third and he's in the middle of the field. It's a very, very complex defense to 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 go against, and it's going to make us better because uh, when you have that many playmakers that can move around and have that good of a scheme, um, it's going to it's going to challenge us every single day, which will make us better. How the Clark situation plays out remains to be seen, but when it comes to the on the field part of this, the Chiefs' addition of Jaron Reed could prove to be extremely important. We'll do our best to keep you updated at ArrowheadPride.com. Man, Coach B know know what he got in me, man, and I think it's uh, <laughs> people just uh, they they're they're blinded by you know our, our offense and, and what we can bring to the table. You know, it's hard to come into our offense, you know, with best tight end, the best receiver in the game, and and expect that you know, and people expect you to do so many big things. It's like, man, let's like I'm just doing my role, you know what I'm saying? But I think with you know with Sammy going and, and yeah. the receiver spot opening up some more. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I got all the tools and the ability to, to do what I need to do. So I'm definitely going to go in there and be a dog like I am and, and just um, my number call. That is the voice of now third year receiver McCole Hardman. Hardman appeared on NFL Network's Total Access this week to discuss the Chiefs' outlook on the season. If you really pay attention to Hardman's statement there, you get the feeling that he has indeed heard some of the noise when it comes to needing to take a step up in 2021. In two years as a chief, the 23-year-old Georgia product has combined for 1,146 yards from scrimmage and 10 total touchdowns. Now with Sammy Watkins in Baltimore, Hardman sounds like he is ready for this added opportunity. 
and that seems to match Tyron Matthews' vote of confidence in the wide receiver, something we covered in our previous episode of the Arrowhead Drive. What's up, people? I'm Carl Massive. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. Um, I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. Um, I actually hope that like one day videos like this and the whole coming out process are just not necessary. Um, but until then, you know, I'm going to do my best and do my part to cultivate a culture that's accepting, that's compassionate. And I'm going to start by donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project. They're an incredible organization. They're the number one suicide prevention service for LGBTQ youth in America. And they're truly doing incredible things. And I'm very excited to be a part of it, to help in any way that I can. And I'm really pumped to see what the future Raiders holds. defensive lineman Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to announce he is gay. Former Missouri Tiger Michael Sam thanked Nassib on Twitter Monday for both owning his truth and for his donation to the Trevor Project. Sam was a highly impactful player for the Missouri Tigers entering the 2014 NFL draft when he became the first openly gay draft prospect to be selected. He was taken in the seventh round by the then St. Louis Rams, but never played in a regular season game. Nassib appears primed to become the first openly gay player to actually do that in 2021, having signed a three-year, $25.2 million contract with the Raiders last offseason. NFL players around the league showed an outpouring of support for Nassib and his announcement on Monday. Commissioner Roger Goodell also weighed in with a statement. The NFL family is proud of Carl for outrageously sharing his truth today. Representation matters. We share his hope that someday soon statements like this will no longer be newsworthy as we march toward full equality for the LGBTQ community. We wish Carl the best of luck this coming season. And with that, that's it for the Arrowhead Drive on Wednesday, June 23rd. Remember to both subscribe and tell every single one of your Chiefs fans, friends in your life to subscribe to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. And please leave us a rating and review. A heads up here, we will be taking a bit of a break from the Arrowhead Drive until July 7th when we plan to pick up with our every other day startup coverage of your Kansas City Chiefs. In the meantime, we will continue with most of our shows to give you that Chiefs fix, even as we are in the dog days of the offseason. Coming up later today, stay tuned for AP Out of Structure, where Ron Kopp and Matt Stagner answer your Twitter questions. I'm Pete Sweeney. We'll see you in about two weeks for the next edition of the Arrowhead Drive.